0: podcast, and I'm glad you made it back this week, or welcome if you are a new listener. Now, just as an update to anybody who has not listened to the podcast before, I like to give fitness, health, and nutrition information on this podcast that you can utilize, that you can put into play right away. So anything from health information, fitness tips, weight loss tips, how to get there, all the things to inspire you and keep you going for a very healthy life. Now today, I want to talk about something positive. I feel like sometimes we talk about weight loss a lot, way too much. And we talk a lot about the things you shouldn't do. You shouldn't eat this, you shouldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. And today, I just really wanted to make it a much more motivational, uh... (laughs) topic. And that's why the topic today is about how to stay motivated. Now, am I right in saying that anyone can say they're going to do something, but not many people actually do that thing, right? There's so many people, as we know, it's that new year's resolution month. And so many people said, I'm going to lose this much weight. I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to start this hobby, they all say what they're going to do. And it's super exciting at first, right? Everyone's always excited in the beginning. You might even buy a planner or a calendar and start writing some of the steps that you're gonna do, which is what I always encourage. But what is it that happens only a few weeks in when very quickly the excitement of that thing that you were so excited about starting and doing and reaching, it starts to disappear, it starts to fade, and you start to feel a little unmotivated. It happens. It happens to so many people. It happens to everyone at some point in their life. But what you may notice is that some people seem to be able to kick that unmotivation pretty quickly and get re-motivated to keep going. And I want to help all of you make sure that you keep going with Any goal that you have set for yourself, I don't care if it's fitness, health, nutrition, I don't care, maybe it's a financial goal, whatever the goal is, we are gonna stay super positive today. And we're gonna talk about all the exciting things you can do to refocus and reset and make sure that you stay motivated and not unmotivated, which is so common and it it does happen. And I don't want you to feel like that means you can't do it. I want you right now to actually get excited and say, you know what? I did start that goal, I started to lose my passion for it, but I'm going to reset by listening to these things, and I'm telling you, I think by the end of the episode, you're going to feel a little bit revived. So we're going to talk about all of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from On Health with Consumer Reports, they did a great little piece about 11 food swaps that can help lengthen your life. Well, I'm all about a simple food swap, and I'm all about lengthening your life. So these are actually really fantastic. A lot of them you might think, well, yeah, that's an obvious one. But at the same time, it's an obvious one that I bet half of you still don't do, right? So the first one they say is you should saute your vegetables in olive oil instead of butter. So some of you still might be using butter. Olive oil is such a wonderful, healthy fat. You want a certain amount of healthy fat in your diet. And I always recommend to my clients use a little bit of olive oil because that's one of the healthiest you can get. So saute those vegetables in a little bit of olive oil over that butter. The next one they say, get guacamole on a taco salad instead of cheese. So guacamole comes from the avocado and avocados are a fantastic source of fat as well. There is some fat in cheese. I'm not gonna say it's not a healthy fat. If it is a organic type of dairy cheese, that's totally fine too, but there is something about what you're gonna get in that avocado guacamole that might be a little bit richer in nutrients. Now that always depends on what else is in this guacamole. So, you know, that being said in this article, you have to be a little careful. They're not just talking about avocados, but I would always choose the avocado over cheese when you can and also a a swap that I make, it's not really a swap, but it's like a cutback, is that if I am gonna have, um, say an omelet, and I want cheese and avocado, well, those are two healthy fats, but I usually try to limit to one healthy fat in a meal. So I'll always choose the avocado over the cheese. If I didn't have avocado, then I probably would pick the cheese if there was no other fat in that meal. So just something to be said for that. But again, avocados, great healthy fat to have. They say to order salmon at a steakhouse instead of prime rib. I have to agree. Salmon is one of the best fish you could eat. It's got so much nutrients in it, and most people don't make a lot of salmon at home. So I know for me, when I go out, I order fish, and I try to get the salmon, knowing it is so, so good for you, and that is going to be a little bit healthier than the prime rib. I'm not saying you should never get prime rib. I just think you need to have it in limited quantities. Whereas that salmon, ugh, it's, I don't want to say you, you shouldn't have it daily because you shouldn't have anything daily. But honestly, it is so good for your body. And I just think that we need to have more of it. Next they say, half the amount of pasta you dish out, but double up on the veggies. So yeah, that can be true. Sometimes pasta can really get out of hand in terms of how much you're eating. So I try to keep it to one serving. Sometimes one serving for me doesn't look like a lot on my plate and I like to eat. So loading up the plate then with a lot of vegetables will definitely help fill you up faster. The next one is trade a baked potato with sour cream for roasted cauliflower with tahini. So that is definitely a good one. I will say there is nothing wrong with having a baked potato, but adding all the sour cream and the fixings, that's where you get into a little bit of trouble. So that's why the roasted cauliflower with tahini is going to be a little bit better than that loaded baked potato. Then they say make your go-to crunchy snack, nuts instead of chips or pretzels. Now, I totally get it. There's that hour in the day, at least for me, right before dinner where I'm sort of getting dinner prepped and I'm hungry. And it's just so easy to grab the bag of pretzels, right? So easy. But honestly, it's just as easy to grab a serving of nuts. (laughs) So don't act like you don't have time to grab the healthier crunchy item because it's the same amount of time as it is to get the pretzels out of the bag as it is to get the almonds. Now for me, personal swap, I like to have uh, something crunchy as well. And that's when I will chop up carrots and I will chop up celery. It's good to have a few of those ready in the fridge for those hours where you're just desperate for something crunchy. If it's already there and easy to grab, then it's as easy to grab as the pretzels. So you can substitute something crunchy with something healthy. How about trying cinnamon to add flavor to your coffee instead of sugar? Well, I will say this. It's a great idea in concept, but cinnamon is a very distinct flavor. I personally wouldn't want it in my coffee. But adding a ton of sugar in your coffee is also a really bad idea. So if it was my personal swap, I would tell you to start using half the amount of sugar that you're putting in your coffee and see how low you can wean that down. Now, at first it's gonna seem really hard to do that because if you're someone who puts a lot of sugar in your coffee, then you're used to something really sweet. That's when I start to look at someone and say, how about some coffee with that sugar? (laughs) So you do want to limit that. And I wouldn't limit it by adding artificial sweeteners. So many of you like to use all these crazy creamers out there, and they're loaded in artificial sweeteners, usually, because you come to me and you're like, yeah, but my sweetener has no sugar in it. Eh, no sugar just means artificial sweetener in general. So I'm not a fan of any of those creamers. If you have to have something in your coffee, I recommend an organic, low-fat cow's milk Milk, okay? Just put a tiny bit of milk in. There's actually sugar in milk, so a little bit should give you a little bit of that creamy flavor and a tad of sugar if you have to. But personally, you could try the cinnamon, but I would just try cutting back on the amount of sugar over time. You maybe have to do it slowly, wean a little bit each week, but getting that down will make a huge benefit for you. They also say have an orange instead of orange juice. That's a great swap because what happens with orange juice and all fruit juices is that they are loaded in sugar. The reason being because fruit is loaded in sugar. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat fruit. I eat two fruits a day and I recommend that you eat two fruits a day as well because you want the nutrients, you want the vitamins, you want the fiber, but... The juice is going to be like triple or quadruple the amount of sugar. So it is much better to have the fruit versus the juice whenever you can. They say put roasted spiced chickpeas in salads instead of croutons. That is a great swap. I'm going to highly recommend it. Try a black bean burger in place of a beef burger. Definitely can be good if you're looking for a meatless type day. I don't have a problem with a homemade beef burger every now and then. There's nothing wrong with red meat. You just want to have it in moderation. And the last one is have oatmeal with blueberries and walnuts for breakfast instead of a blueberry muffin. That is 4 Sure, because those blueberry muffins are just one big carbohydrate mess. (laughs) They are delicious, but all it is is a big thing of carbs with tons of sugar, They tend to have a lot of fat in them as well. They might be made with a lot of butter, oils, and there's really no nutrition. There's like three or four blueberries in it, so I'm not sure we can even qualify it as much of the fruit. So you're always going to be best off if you can swap that with some oatmeal, and then you're going to get so much fiber and such a better breakfast and you're gonna probably put way more blueberries in it and you're gonna get the added value of adding some walnuts. So highly recommend most of those swaps and a few of my own in between. Hopefully that always helps you. Sometimes I think just saying it once to someone out there is they're gonna think twice the next time they go to reach for those pretzels, right? So hopefully that too. Now, again, I wanna keep it super positive today. I wanna be super uplifting. I don't wanna tell you what not to do. I wanna tell you how to do it all and how to do it successfully. I wanna talk about how to be motivated and how to keep the motivation going because it's completely normal that that motivation starts to dwindle over time for so many of us. I mean, really for all of us, it's just that some of us then can keep it going and rebuild that motivation. Now, one thing I want to talk to you about really quickly is why you might be unmotivated, because I think it's really important that you figure that out, because that might be the problem in the first place. So when we're talking about motivation, it's usually because you're trying to accomplish something. Well, if what you are trying to accomplish is something that you don't really care about, you're not really that passionate about it your why for this accomplishment or this goal does not really drive you, well then that's why you're unmotivated. And that's okay. If this accomplishment and goal that you set for yourself is something that you have to do, like it's some kind of college course and you have to take it, it's not by choice, but you've got to get through it. Well then you're just going to have to dig down deep and get there. And you have to see the motivation and the overall goal to be bigger than that class but to be that college degree, right? But if you picked a goal like I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to run a marathon and your motivation is already dwindling because you don't really care about running a marathon. Your neighbor does and you just said you'd do it with her. Or that amount of weight seems so daunting to you. Like you are maybe you set your goal so high that it's it's just not It's not really going to happen anytime soon, and so because of that, your drive is just not there. Well, that is something you want to think about so that you can break down your goal into a smaller piece that is more achievable, and then maybe you'll be more motivated for that, meaning I'm going to lose one to two pounds this week instead of I'm going to lose 20 pounds this month. It can be daunting to say something like that and to see the scale not moving as fast as you thought it would. So break it down a little bit easier, or if the goal or accomplishment you're trying to do is just not driving you, maybe it's not that important to you, and maybe you should pick a new one. (laughs) That's okay too, to realize that that wasn't something that you really cared about because that might be why you're not motivated. Now you may have a lack of motivation as part of your identity. Now, that may sound really weird, but some people constantly reaffirm to themselves that they are just unmotivated people. How would you know if you're that person? Well, do you tell people, I need to get motivated, or that you just don't have the motivation right now? Are those things that you say, are those things you say fairly often to people? Because if you repeat something often enough, guess what? You believe it. It's going to stick. If you keep telling people, I got to get motivated, or I just don't have any motivation, well, then I can pretty much assure you that you do not. You got to be really careful with the words that you use, not only that you speak to others, but that you use in your head when you speak to yourself, all right? One reason you may have a lack of motivation might be because you're constantly identifying yourself as someone who is unmotivated, and if you say it enough, I promise you it will happen. Another reason that you might be unmotivated is because you're completely overwhelmed with life. And this, I think, happens to so many of us. And it's normal. And I want you to take a big breath right now. Everybody take a big inhale and let it out. Because life is overwhelming. And there will be periods in your life that are super overwhelming. And then there will be periods in your life that are not. And so one thing that I ask you to do is in those periods of your life that it's everything's kind of going smooth and easy and you're not overwhelmed, take a moment to embrace that and feel it and enjoy it because something overwhelming is around the corner, I'm sad to say. And so it's just the ebbs and flows of normal overwhelm in life. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's kind of like anxiety. There is a certain amount of anxiety in our lives that is normal. And sometimes we have it and sometimes we don't. And that is normal. And so I think that overwhelm is the same way. There are periods in our life where it's very high and we have a lot going on or our family has a lot going on or our kids have a lot going on or there's a lot going on at work at certain points. And that overwhelm in life can make you very unmotivated for that New Year's goal you set three weeks ago, right? Because you just can't even deal with that right now. And in that case, I totally... Get it? And you might have to take a quick step back from that New Year's resolution goal just until some of the overwhelm dies down. But do me a favor. Go to your calendar right now. And in two weeks, set a date and write in your calendar, get back on my goal. Let a couple weeks go by and then get back at it. Don't just give up if, in fact, it was a goal that was important to you, all right? So maybe you can identify with some of those things that might be causing your unmotivated life right now or your unmotivated lack of will to reach these goals. But life is too short to just keep missing your goals, to keep missing out on the dreams and the things that you want to do and the things that you want to accomplish. So now we have to figure out how can... We re your motivation. We've got this, team, okay? Like, it happens to all of us. And I just want you to know that, like, right now I'm, like, shaking you by the shoulders. Can you feel it? We have got this, and we will get you back to feeling excited about reaching your goal, reaching your accomplishment, and making things happen that you truly wanted. So let's not let things slide away and then just turn around and just... Like, never look back at those goals that you once set for yourself. Like, nobody nobody keeps asking, in February and March, it's like, nobody talks about New Year's resolutions anymore, right? The gym, nobody's there anymore after January. (laughs) It's just the way it goes. But I am going to be in your face, and I am going to say, no, we're not going to turn our back on anything. We are here to make shit happen in 2023. Are you with me? Okay. If you're already feeling unmotivated or things that you greatly desire are just like slipping, like like they've already slipped past you and you can't even see or remember what they were, I want you to follow these next 10 things I'm going to tell you. Because these are the things that are going to get you to that next push point. And even if just one of these things resonates with you, it might be the thing that gets you back into the zone of excitement. Now, the first one, we talk about it all the times, but it's really true. You've got to set that goal. So if there is a goal or an accomplishment that you are looking to do, if you didn't write it down for New Year's or whatever time of year you're listening to this podcast, I need pen to paper. And if you already did this and... Things are slipping away from you. I want you to write it down again on a fresh piece of paper. What was the goal? Is it important to you? Pen to paper. And then have a plan. So we talked about this in the first podcast of the year with our habits. I want you to go back and listen to that episode about five habits, um, five tips to help you with all your habits. I want you to listen to that. But it's so important. Let's reset the goal. Let's put it back on paper. Now, the second thing is you have to make this fun. If getting to your goal is not fun and exciting, it's just not gonna happen, right? Like it has to be fun in some way. So I always go to the weight loss one because that's what you all come to me for, right? So if you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to work out again and you're doing a workout you hate, but you think that that's what you should do to lose weight, eh, we talked about this the other week, it's not gonna happen. If you love Zumba class, please go to Zumba class. Don't go to the cycle class you hate. You've got to make it fun. If you need to start meal planning and it's just like you never want to do it and you dread it and it's, but that's the nutritional thing you have to do. How can you make meal planning fun? Well, I think the best way is like I put on music in the kitchen and I set myself a little like plan. These are the things I'm going to do. I get it all ready. I make it quick. I make it efficient. I've got my music playing and it's done. You just sometimes have to sit down and get it done with a little bit of fun. I'm not going to say meal prep is the most fun thing in the world, but I will say this. If I'm meal prepping things that I like to eat, well, then I'm already, like, excited for my week because I have these things prepped, and I know it's going to be a good week ahead. So you got to make it fun. The next thing you need to do, you got to join others. You just have to do it. Whatever your goal or accomplishment is, it's going to make a world of difference. If you have to meet someone for a run, again, we talked about this the other week, if you have to meet someone for a workout, you're more likely to show up. Um, You might even do a cooking class with friends. If you're someone who comes to me and you're like, I don't know how to cook. Well, maybe you go take a cooking class and you bring a couple girlfriends and you make it a girls' night. That would be super fun, so you get the fun element too, but you also do it with others including others in this goal or accomplishment and in your plan is going to help you stay motivated. Because I'll tell you this, there's always someone in the group who is the most motivated and keeps everybody going. And sometimes we need that person. Maybe you are that person and you're going to keep others going, but sometimes we need someone else to keep us going. So it's a really good idea to join others. A perfect example is my ETB Live Strength Training class. We meet every week. It's an amazing group of women, and I know that the people who show up live are super excited because everybody is there with them in the torture. (laughs) I don't want to call it torture because we do have a lot of fun in there, but we work hard, and showing up and doing it with others live can make a huge difference. So joining others is going to help keep you stay motivated. Now with that, or the next one, but I kind of consider it sort of this not the same, but you'll see, uh, make it public. So I always think if I put it out there on social media, then I know I have to do it, right? It's really hard to put something on social media and then not do it. Because someone out there is watching and they're going to be like, what happened? I thought you were running a marathon. What happened? I thought you were going to start going to the gym every day. What happened? I thought you were going to be saving your money for that trip you wanted to take. Make it public, and it's going to hold you a little more accountable. It's going to make you a little more motivated to not give up so easily. My thing is this. If you're afraid to make it public, and it doesn't have to be social media. Like, God bless you if you're not on social media. That is my goal. That is my goal one day when I retire is to, like, take all social media off my phone. But I can't do that until I retire. But... If you aren't willing to tell your friends or your family what your goal is because you're afraid, is it because you're afraid you're not gonna reach that goal and you're gonna quit ahead of time? Well, if that's the case, then you should reevaluate what your goal is because you're almost saying, I know I'm gonna quit. Well, then we already have to reevaluate your goal or how you're gonna get there. Go ahead and tell your friends, go ahead and tell your family, go ahead and get a little uncomfortable by putting it out there and let that help drive your motivation. Now, the next one. I don't know why this is. I'm sure there's a psychological reason. But when I start to feel a lack of motivation and that overwhelm of life that we were talking about, that is when I need to, number five, get organized. How many people have felt like if their desk is a mess then they're just like not happy and they can't get anything done and there's this there's this sort of like cloud of anxiety over you Well, when I feel that kind of like disorganization, my desk is a mess, the house is a mess, there's laundry everywhere, the last thing I am going to feel is really motivated to go and reach that goal that I set for myself. Like it just becomes overwhelmed, which we talked about, right? So get organized. If you are feeling like the desk is a mess or the house is a mess or the laundry has to get done, do yourself a favor and take a full day to do all those things. You can postpone the accomplishment and goal for one day so you can get super organized and then you can get mind right again. Getting organized helps me so many times get back on track mentally. I just need, it's like you need the clean slate, you need the clean desk, you need the clean laundry room, all of that will help you get re-motivated. The next one that I really need you to do is you have to put in some deadlines. We don't talk about deadlines too often, but I think it's really important. Whatever the goal or the accomplishment is, I always tell you to make a plan. But do you have an actual deadline in your plan? Not necessarily the end result deadline, but little steps along the way. And I have to reach step 1 by Friday, and I have to step reach step two by next Friday and giving yourself some of these deadlines that you write in your calendar also help remind you about your goal or accomplishment you're reaching for. And when you're reminded, it helps keep you on track and helps keep you motivated to get there. So I do think that that's super important that you give yourself some deadlines with that plan. Now, next, I want you to realize this. You want to recognize now that there are going to be roadblocks, all right? Um, In my new program, I have a new program called Recommit. And that is for my clients who've already completed my main Earn That Body program. And in Recommit, I have my clients fill out a weekly update sheet. Every week the sheet changes with different questions. And they have to write down a weekly mantra sometimes. They have to write down a goal. They have to write down items to prep for the week. And even sometimes talk about what is holding them back last week, what is holding them back for the week ahead, events coming up that are keeping them from maybe eating healthy or crazy schedule of sports. I know so many of my clients have um, kids with sports and they just know that's gonna mess their week up. Once I get them to write down on this weekly sheet where the roadblock might be for that particular week, we start to create a plan so that we can work around the roadblock, right? So knowing what your roadblock is versus just having a roadblock and having it hit you in the face, (laughs) when you have a roadblock hit you in the face, you just pretty much stop and that's the end. No. In order for you to stay motivated to reach this goal and keep motivation super high, we want to recognize when a roadblock is going to hit and what that roadblock might be so that we can then... Make a plan to work around it. Now, I have to say this has been working amazing for my clients in Recommit. We have definitely been working around roadblocks for some of the people who have roadblocks. Not everybody has them. And some people have them at different times, right? It's like when that overwhelm hits. So it's been a neat add-on to my program, and it's really been working. And so I wanted to work for you, too, so you've got to recognize where your roadblocks might be in your path to your goal or accomplishment, write down now next to your goal what the roadblocks might be and start figuring out how you're going to get around it. The next thing I want you to do, and I really mean this, you must reward yourself, even on the small steps, because if you have a little reward coming then you are more likely to stay motivated, right? So a perfect thing to do is with your little deadline that you're going to set for whatever part of your plan you've got to reach by Friday, maybe you also write what your reward is going to be if you reach that on Friday. Now, I am not one for doing food rewards, okay? Not for my children. I never did that with my son. I never wanted to be like, if you do this, we'll go for ice cream. Because that creates a whole different uh, food game and food imbalance that you don't want to that you don't want to start. So don't reward yourself with food. But for the ladies out there, maybe you're like, I'm gonna get a manicure if I reach this by X date. Right? I'm going to do. I'm going to go clothes shopping maybe. I'm, it doesn't have to be even about spending a lot of money because sometimes I'm like, I'm going to take a hot bubble bath on that night if I hit that goal. So it's about making something that you look forward to, but write it down. Write it down with the goal, with the deadline, with the reward. And guess what? All of a sudden, the motivation starts creeping back up and up and up. The next thing you have to do is you do have to be flexible. This is not an all or none. This is called life. Life is not all or none. Life is not, oh, I will always reach my goals and I will always do this at exactly the right time and I will always hit every deadline. No, you won't. So if you recognize that now, then you won't quit as soon as one thing goes wrong. Please be flexible. Like I said, if you have a week of overwhelm, Put your goal and accomplishment on hold that week. Simply write it in your calendar that you'll get back to it the next week instead of just giving up. Just be flexible. Life is a challenge. Just be flexible, all right? Give yourself a little break. You do not have to be perfect. And then the last thing I want you to do, and this could be an entire podcast episode on its own... And I really mean this. I want you to visualize what you want as your end result. I started doing this a couple years ago with some of my uh, races, so my marathons. I did this with my Ironman. I would visualize what I looked like at the finish line. I didn't visualize what I looked like when I was falling apart in the middle. No, I didn't wanna see what that would look like. I wanted to visualize and I did it for Iron Man so much. My first Iron Man, I really in my head was just a little unsure if I could do it because it's a really big event to take on. And if you've never done it before, you really don't know if you can do it. So I used to visualize myself going through the finish line, listening to Mike Riley call out my name saying, Kim Eagle, you are an Ironman. And I would play it out in my head over and over and over. And eventually that came true. I did it for marathons too. And it really always sort of like invigorated me. Like that finish line moment is such an incredible incredible feeling that it makes all the training worthwhile, but trying to visualize yourself at your end result. So if you are a weight loss person and that's your goal, what does it look like for you when you are 20 pounds less? What do you see in your mind? Is it just, is it just that you fit into a pair of jeans again? That might be part of it, but what does it look like in how you feel? What does it look like in the confidence that you now have? Because losing 20 pounds is a huge accomplishment, and you should be super proud of yourself because it takes effort, it takes willpower, and it takes drive, and it takes motivation. And so what does that look like for you? Because you should be beaming with energy and joy and appreciation. And it's so much more than just the number on the scale. When you reach an accomplishment, I want you to visualize what that's going to feel like in your heart because it's kind of amazing. And that will make you want to pick another goal and another thing to accomplish because then you can start over and do it again. Staying motivated is not easy, but there are things you can do. And I just really wanted to make sure that everyone knew this week that no matter where you're at with those New Year's goals, I don't care if you completely stopped or if you're halfway there, if you never stopped and you're still super motivated, wherever you're at, If something is important to you, you can do it. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Like if you're starting to crumble right now because you need a coach or you need a personal trainer or you need a life coach to get you to that next step in business that you're trying to get at. Because again, everybody's goals are different. Whatever help you need to stay accountable, that is okay as well. I don't know why some people think that, They shouldn't need a coach because they know what to do. If you knew how many times someone came to me and said, I really, it kills me that I'm asking for help because I know what I should eat, but I just don't eat it. Well, that's called being normal because being accountable to someone makes a huge difference. And I have people who come to me every single quarter for sort of a recheck and to get them back on track or to just rehold them accountable to getting to that goal because goals don't just happen in one session necessarily, right? It is okay to ask for help, accountability, whether it's your spouse giving you that accountability, whether it's a nutrition coach, whether it's a business coach, never be afraid to ask for help. But at the end of the day, I want you to know that you've got this. You're gonna get there, stay motivated. You are not an unmotivated person that is no longer part of your identity and put a smile on your face because life is tough out there. I totally get it, but you're about to do something this year that might change your entire life. So I'm so excited for you, and I would love to hear. If you love this episode, give it a shout-out on social media. Send me an email, Kim at Earn that body. I just want to know if I could just help one person out there, then I know that I have done my job. All right, everybody, the Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to EarnThatBody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.